0: This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinker.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the studio. I am here today with Chief of the Fire Department in Cherokee County, Fire and Emergency Services, Chief Eddie Robinson. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here. All right.
1: Eddie Robinson, how long have you been here in Cherokee County?
0: I moved to Cherokee County in 1989. 1989?
1: Yes, ma'am. All right. Where were you born and
0: raised? I was born and raised in Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's about 30 miles south of Charlotte, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. in a very small community.
1: I understand you're married and you have a couple of children.
0: I am married, have two children, Kenny and Candace. My son Kenny, he's also a firefighter for Forsyth County Fire Department and as well as Pickens County Fire Department. Oh. And my daughter, she's a homemaker. We have six grandchildren and they all belong to my daughter. Oh really? Yes. Your daughter has six children?
1: Six. Holy cats. That's a, that's quite a, Christmas party when you get together, isn't
0: it? It is quite a a fun time at Christmas, for sure. (laughs) Any
1: twins in there?
0: There is one set of twins.
1: All right. Well, when did you join the um, Fire and Emergency Services here in Cherokee County?
0: In Cherokee County, I actually started my career uh, as a firefighter with the Hickory Flat Volunteer Fire Department. Prior to 1999, all of the fire services north of Sixers Road in Cherokee County, they were all volunteer. Really? Oh, yeah. And everything down south, they had uh, already had career paid departments. Now the city of Canton had a career paid department uh, at that time, but with outside, as far as the unincorporated areas of the county, yeah, they were they were all volunteer. So my time started as a volunteer with Hickory Flat. I actually own the Family Tradition Restaurant out in Hickory Flat. What and, you yeah. own?
1: You own that now.
0: I did. I was the real, I was the founder of that restaurant.
1: You are kidding me. That has a very good reputation. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. They've done very well with it. I sold that out in 1997, I believe.
1: Okay, so you were um, a restaurateur.
0: I was, and a volunteer firefighter. And so, um, as a restaurant owner and a volunteer firefighter, um, all the police and firefighters and everybody used to come in and they would eat and. Fortunately, if we would have a call, I would leave the restaurant and go to the call. We carried. Were you pagers. like flipping
1: burgers, and then all of a sudden you had to um, fry in chicken? They have great fried chicken, and you had to like say, "I'm I'm out of here now. I got to go."
0: There was uh, many times that I said, "You got to finish the chicken." Oh, we have an emergency. Yes, and um, you know we carried pagers, and throughout the night, whatever it may be, when the community needed help.
1: Did you have a bunch of training to get to? to be a volunteer fire department or was it just you signed up for it and you were
0: on well you really sign up for it in your own there's usually about a 60 hour uh volunteer firefighter training that you do nights and weekends and then you achieve that initial registration through the state as a registered volunteer firefighter
1: i'm going to back up a little bit here okay you were born and raised in South Carolina. Did you graduate from high school in Rock Hill as well?
0: Right, my high school was Northwestern High School, and then after high school, I went into the the military and uh, military United States Army. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I stayed in the United States Army as a reservist for twenty years.
1: Were um, you I, Were you ever out of the country?
0: No, I was never uh, deployed. No, to active duty. Not. I spent time with deployed with Hurricane Hugo and. And where were you, in Charleston? In Charleston, yep. We went down two days before the storm hit, actually. So I experienced Hurricane Hugo in Charleston at the Citadel when when the, the eye of the storm basically passed right over top of us.
1: So you went there two days before in anticipation of the hurricane?
0: That's exactly right. There, w- there was no getting there in the days after. Uh, what did you
1: do? What was your role there?
0: Security was the, our role. We, we went with the security mission in mind.
1: Oh, so you, tell me about that. What were you doing for security?
0: Well, this, we were protecting businesses and residents from looters and, and that type thing. And and really assisting the community any way that we could.
1: About how long were you there then?
0: Uh 48 days, actually, that deployment was.
1: That's a long time.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I was married 11 days when I left to go to Hurricane Hugo.
1: Oh my goodness. You were at Hurricane Hugo longer than you were married then.
0: Absolutely.
1: Oh my gosh. That is crazy.
0: Still so, married. Still married. That's, not, I have that.
1: <laughs> that's good. The only hurricane there was Hugo wasn't exactly. in the marriage. So that's good.
0: It was a huge mess. But we had big generators and things of that nature. And you know, the supply chain opened up pretty quick. Uh initially one of the very first things that we did, we deployed with chainsaws and tried to get one lane of the major roads open for our personnel to be able to move around as well as the law enforcement and local emergency response people.
1: I actually had been to Charleston not long after Hugo happened yeah. and I found it very interesting that all of the what are the cupolas on the on almost every church were torn off. Yeah. It looked really really strange.
0: So. And yeah, that was a lot of devastation. It was a really strong hurricane.
1: Yeah. All right. Well then you um from there You stayed in the Army for 20 years. How did you get to Cherokee County?
0: Well, I I, I moved to Cherokee County to, uh, I actually moved to Roswell Mm -hmm. and uh, went into business with my aunt in a feed and seed store and sold go-karts.
1: At a seed and feed, you sold go-karts.
0: Well, really, if you think about it, a lot of feed and seed stores sell lawnmowers and lawnmower parts and have repairs for small engines and that kind of thing. So this kind of all worked out and played, right. in, played in together. All right, go kart. Especially, especially at Christmas time.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So then you were. How long were you in business with your sister, your auntie, with your auntie? Aunt. Aunt About
0: four years. Four yeah. years. And during that time, there was a car lot adjacent to our business, and this really attractive young lady come to look at a vehicle, and I kind of caught her out of the corner of my eye, and the rest is history. Thirty three years later. We're, Still at it, so. That's great. And then we relocated, bought a home here in Cherokee County in 1989. Okay, and, and then, that's
1: when you started being a firefighter, it, uh, well, volunteer. Short,
0: shortly after I purchased the restaurant, and then after being in the restaurant business for a couple of years, I started volunteering with Hickory Flat. I also volunteered uh, for a couple of years back in my community in, in South Carolina. We actually started a fire department. We went out and raised money and built a building and. Our sole county commissioner at the time bought the fire apparatus and, with zero training. Oh a bunch gosh. of just older guys uh, really to start at a fire department, really to get a better insurance rating, which is how a lot of volunteer fire departments started. Hmm. And then it would quickly catch on that there's actually some benefit to the community outside of just saving dollars on your homeowners.
1: And, right. Uh, Hmm, that's interesting yeah there's different ratings is that right what you're saying there's yeah, ratings of
0: it's if you you get a community classification rating and we have a really good one in cherokee county I'm, what is ours I'm, ours is two two y i'm really proud of that that uh that iso rating um, out of forty five thousand fire departments across the country only about 1800 of them have a two or better uh one is a better rating but you also have to, when, when they do the community classification ratings to judge your fire protection, they look at the water system. And with the unincorporated part of the county up north, it doesn't have a positive water system. There's not fire hydrants every 1,000 feet. Ah. So um, it's, it's very difficult for a community like Cherokee County to ever achieve an ISO rating of 1. Uh, and it, our population would probably have to double to be so able to get there.
1: How many communities with that type of rating?
0: Uh, there's d- around 1800 out of 45,000.
1: Yes. That is crazy. Right. Good.
0: Oh yeah. We have a really good ISA rate. We've got a great fire department here. We're very fortunate to I know have we're on a
1: podcast but your services. your smile was big when you said that. <laughs> All right. So when did you take the role of chief? Were you in were you a regular firefighter first in Cherokee County and then
0: you kind of moved up the ranks? I started as a firefighter, and then after the Worcester, Massachusetts, cold storage warehouse fire where six firefighters were killed, it was determined that Cherokee County needed a a safety officer. So I took on that role and served in that capacity for a number of years. And then I was promoted to training chief. Uh, I think that was 2011, and then um, 2014 or so, 15 Uh, I was promoted to assistant chief, and then in uh, March of this year, I took over after the retirement of our longtime fire chief, Tim Prather.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're a new chief to our community at this point then,
0: sort of. As as far as the fire chief goes, but, but I had a lot of the same responsibilities as the assistant chief as I did as fire chief.
1: You mentioned a fire that happened, and six people passed in this fire.
0: That was in Worcester, Massachusetts. That's what I thought you were saying, yeah. Right.
1: But when that happened, how did that relate to this?
0: Well, it was national news, and the director of fire and emergency services, EMA at that time, Robbie Westbrook, I'm sure you know Robbie, mm-hmm. um, he made the decision that we needed to hire a safety officer to prevent having an, a similar event in Cherokee County, Georgia. Gotcha. And he hired me to fill that role. With my my experiences in the military and Things of that nature, it just, as, a, as a drill sergeant, uh, it just kind of worked out that that was a role that he felt like I could fulfill and bring some value to the community.
1: Well, you must have done a good job because since then, we've really upped our ranking and all of that. So you must have had a good foundation started way back when, when you were the safety officer.
0: We, we have come a long way. I'm extremely proud of the progress that this organization has made, for sure.
1: Tell me some of your duties as the chief of fire and safety here.
0: Well, fire and emergency services, Mm -hmm. you know, our organization is a little bit unique in the fact that we run the ambulance service for the entire county. The city of Woodstock, they have a, a separate fire department. They're a very strong fire department. They do a great job. And we work very well with the city of Woodstock when it comes to fires within the city limits. And they assist us on Fires and some other emergencies outside of the city limits. But for the ambulance service, we run the whole ambulance service in the city and all of the other portions of Cherokee County.
1: Are there any private ambulance companies?
0: There's some private ambulance companies in Cherokee County, but they don't run emergency calls. They only do the hospital transfers and, uh, you know, assisted livings and those kind of things.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. That's a pretty big area.
0: It's a very big area.
1: I would think that's kind of unusually big. Is that true, or
0: you know, this really depends on the size of the community. Is the it, you're awarded basically an, an, a, an amount of area to cover as an ambulance service, and we're awarded all of Cherokee County. It's in Region Six in the bigger picture in the EMS world, mm-hmm. but, but it is a very it's a large response area for sure.
1: How many firefighters do we have?
0: We have a, a total of about 500 people. That's all of our people that work in our logistics division, our training division, our education, community risk reduction. When it's in the firefighter mm-hmm. slash EMT paramedic positions, there's about 425 of those total. I see. Okay. Yes, ma'am.
1: So you said something very interesting just now. You said <clears throat> your firefighters slash EMT, is that right, uh, paramedics?
0: EMT or paramedic? Yes.
1: Okay. So, if I were to be a firewoman, I would also need to be an EMT or a paramedic.
0: It, it is required in Cherokee County. Yes.
1: Wow, that's pretty impressive. So, any firefighter can help at any wreck scene or anything, then, huh?
0: Absolutely. All of our people are cross-trained to to fight fires, to run emergency medical calls, motor vehicle accidents. We do technical large animal rescue. We pull horses out of swimming pools. We had a bull and a well. And I know a that's bull a bull in a well. A, I know that's, that's a really, big old well. I, well, actually, it was just <laughs> like a, a, a five or so foot round hand dug well, like an old farm well. Really? Uh, what was the
1: bull doing going into the well? They wanted water, I he
0: suppose. Fell in the well. And, <laughs> and you look down and it was literally in a U shape. Uh, that bull was? Yes. Nobody thought this animal would survive. We had a vet come out and provided some mild sedation, and the guys got this thing rigged. They're hanging upside down off of ropes, putting the riggings on this thing. They get it hoisted up. Sometimes you don't think things all the way through. <laughs> oh,
1: no, okay. And that bull
0: was less than grateful when oh, he got his feet God. on solid surfaces, and we probably should have considered that prior to lowering him back down to the ground. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, it was a pretty entertaining.
1: A, a uh, horse in a swimming pool? Is this for real?
0: That's for real. Horse in a swimming pool. Um, it, it cannot top the bull in a well story, though. Yeah, and we partner with the local uh, record services and different things of that nature to provide that height advantage and that ability to lift those animals. We we get, you know, we're a large equestrian community, and we want to support all yeah. aspects of the community, so we have a technical large animal rescue team. They work out of our Waleska fire station. Those guys are highly trained to do a great job, and we lift horses that get down for various reasons, and and other animals. With. So
1: sometimes it sounds like sometimes you have firefighters that are also paramedics, and then all of a sudden they they also come into a specialty, something like this large animal rescue team.
0: Yes, ma'am. Right? Yes.
1: What but, other kind of cool teams like that do you have?
0: We have a hazardous material response team, uh, uh-huh. which is. Uh, Very highly trained, very capable, very well equipped to respond to hazardous material releases in the event that we have those. Might need Uh, connections at the CDC for that. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Uh, We have a a dive team for uh, Mm -hmm. accidents that may occur on the lake or in rivers and streams and things of that nature. We have a great search and rescue team. Uh, They're predominantly volunteers. They Hmm. fall under our career organization organization. Uh, but there's 25 or so, uh, and those they're highly trained. We have three K nines that are associated with that team, and they do a really good job. We're called all over the state our search and rescue team to help locate missing people, and they have a really, really good record and a very strong reputation. That's good. We also have a SWAT team. Is that right? We do now. the 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 SWAT team itself is obviously over on the sheriff's side, working with some of his municipality oh, yeah. partners. But we provide medics for the SWAT team, and we actually have some of those guys going to mandate training here in just a couple of weeks. But their primary responsibility is to provide tactical medicine for the mm-hmm. people, the SWAT people that are making entry, and for any perpetrators or civilians that may be injured uh, during that time as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's more than a one-department one, one kind of job, I would think, some of those. Absolutely.
0: We've recently started, um, not really recently, but uh, we've stepped it up over the course of the last several months, our uh, response to active shooters, mass attack. We partner with the sheriff's office and other law enforcement agencies. Um, If you look at the Columbine incident that happened Mm -hmm. many years ago, a lot of those students that perished in that event, they bled to death. And the reason they bled to death is because they didn't receive any medical care. The right. fire department was staged a couple of miles away waiting on law enforcement to secure that incident before the, the emergency services personnel came in to treat those, those children that had been shot. That's not going to happen in Cherokee County, Georgia. When that call goes out, our fire departments are going straight to that emergency scene, and we're going to make entry with those police officers. Now, oh. the police officers, their primary function uh, initially is going to be to neutralize that threat, to go find the person that's doing the shooting and eliminate that threat. We're going to go in with the second wave of police officers immediately. as mm-hmm. the, the first ones go in. We're coming in right behind them with what we call a rescue task force. A couple of police officers, three or four of our medical personnel, we're going to be putting on splints, chest seals, doing whatever we need to do to stop that, that bleeding. Absolutely, and, and the way we look at it is the police responsibility, their primary responsibility is to stop the killing. The fire department's going in with the police officers at the same time, and we're going to stop that dying. And we're, we're highly committed to that.
1: Well said. That is, that's really interesting how we learned from the Columbine incident that that was, that was a problem, and you guys took it on and fixed it.
0: Many other incidents since Columbine as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. fortunately, by the grace of God, we've never had an incident like that in Cherokee County, and I pray that we never do. Yeah. But in the event that we do, we're going to be ready for it.
1: You're ready for it. Yes, ma'am. I have a note here that says that you, in 2012, there were 18,800 calls. This was in 2012.
0: That's correct. To
1: fire and emergency services. Yes, ma'am. And that in this, in 2021, last year, we had over 31
0: 31,362.
1: There you go. That's
0: and more than a 66% increase. It's huge. Our projection for this year is 32,611.
1: Has our uh, force increased more than like 66% as well since then?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the fire service is there. NFPA, National Fire Protection Association, 1710 and it dictates the number of personnel that we're supposed to have on the different pieces of apparatus. Mm-hmm. And it says four for a fire engine, five for a ladder truck. If Cherokee County was going to staff because of our geographical size and the number of engine companies that we have, if we were going to staff with four, it the tax burden would be huge. Mm-hmm. And is it financially responsible for us to do that? And we've determined that it makes more sense for us to send an additional apparatus to get those Mm -hmm. additional personnel. We have to have an effective response force based on the type of emergency that we're we're going to. And uh, by sending that additional apparatus, if we have a second emergency, it takes away from that a little bit, but we can bring in our automatic and mutual aid partners that we have over the last several years uh, entered into agreements with, neighboring counties and and municipalities to Mm -hmm. provide backfill for us during those situations. So it works out pretty good. We could absolutely use about 100 additional firefighters to really help us get our staffing levels to where I would like them to be. And our commissioners are aware of that. And, And we have the support of our Cherokee County commissioners are huge, but they do keep the tax ban citizen in mind. And we feel like we provide an adequate uh, high standard, a a high level of response for our citizens the way that we have our model set up currently.
1: Mm -hmm. You're talking about the tax burden. I know that there's a SPLOST or special local option sales tax that's about to be put on the November ballot. Is that something that would help subsidize that?
0: Well, I can tell you what SPLOST has done for us it buys fire trucks ladder trucks ambulances it builds new fire stations uh, replaces older fire stations we we still have three fire stations in the county that were built and never intended to house firefighters they were built as volunteer fire stations by volunteers Hmm. and we've been replacing those since we become Mm -hmm. career in 1999 there was a uh a fire district tax implemented for the north end for all of the county, but that's what provided the career staff and and facilities for the north end of the county. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been progressively replacing those stations. The bulk of that has been done through the SPLOST program.
1: Great. And then if we vote to continue to pay the SPLOST, is that one-penny tax? It's a penny sales tax,
0: yes, ma'am. It's important for us. A, a new fire engine is about $600,000. E. A new ambulance is about two hundred fifty dollars to $280,000, depending on exactly how you equip it. And I'm not talking about with all the hose and nozzles and everything it takes for a fire truck. I'm talking about the basic apparatus itself. And we have to have those. Mm. And the only option uh, to fund those outside of... Taxpayer. Uh, ...is going to be through property tax. We want to keep those as low as we can for our okay. community.
1: Actually, I am the designer of the county's uh, annual report. And I had a chart that I made about the fire and emergency services and how many actual fire calls you get in a year. That really surprised me.
0: In in 2021, um, we had 176 structure fires. Um, We had 280 non-dwelling fires. You know, that's fire every other day. And when I talk about structure fires.
1: That's a fire every other day. Wait a minute. That's a lot more than I thought.
0: Yeah. And, and these are fires that are fires that are, you know, it's not a trash can that somebody dropped a cigarette in and dumped a bottle of water on top of. This is a fire that's actually, it's, it's moving throughout a structure. It's, we've had yeah. to put fire hose on the ground to extinguish this type of fire mm-hmm. um, when they fall into this category.
1: What other, What is the most call that you get? What is the highest rate of call that you get?
0: Well, emergency medical calls obviously yeah. would be, would, I mean, it's way out. Like in 21, uh, 21,000 of our total calls were emergency medical related.
1: Mm, that's a lot every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. And we send a lot of apparatus out the door when we go to a fire too. Uh, every fire gets a minimum of three fire engines, a ladder truck, two battalion chiefs, a medical control officer, uh, an air and light service truck. Wow. uh, And Did I say two ambulances?
1: Two ambulances. Yeah.
0: And that's what we have to to send to get that effective response force that's required under that NFPA standard so that we can keep that ISO rating low. And when it comes to the property insurance that our taxpayers are having to pay – That ISO rating is very important because that's what the insurance industry uses to calculate your homeowner's insurance. My homeowner's insurance,
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, great.
0: I'm here with Jim Brown of Kitchen Tune-Up. We know you offer lots of ways to remodel a kitchen.
1: What's most popular?
0: Right now, we're doing a lot of new cabinets, cabinet refacing, and painting cabinets. Backsplash, new countertops as well. Why do you offer so many price levels? It's all about being comfortable. We like to show our customers multiple price points to ensure we are fitting their budget. We can keep it simple, or we can go more upscale. Give us a call at 470-808-9905. Tell us you heard us on WLJA and receive an extra five percent off of your project.
1: Okay what's um, some goals coming up for uh, Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services?
0: We have the it's an unlimited list you would be shocked. Um, We are really using technology and uh, we're really trying to get our our minds around the use of technology to not only to reduce fires but to, or emergencies, but for notification. And uh, we just purchased a program, for example, to help us with their pre-incident plans. The computer automated dispatch that we mm-hmm. upgraded uh, a year ago with this program, we will now be able to see the floor plans of all commercial buildings. Are they sprinkled? All the exits where the fire hydrants are. The occupancy loads and everything. The officers on the fire engine will be seeing this in real time oh as they're goodness. responding to the emergency. We used to have to play catch up when we would get to the emergency. But and now we will have that data as they're pulling out of the fire station.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So that's, that's
0: amazing technology. This one example.
1: Yeah. Wow. Do you have job openings right now? People are thinking, this is it. We, I we, want to join.
0: We absolutely have some job openings right now. Uh, you can go to the Cherokee County website, go to the employment tab and scroll down to entry level firefighter. And if you have, you can right out of high school as at 18 years old, you can come into a great profession. You're going to receive right at $50,000 a year in compensation. You're going to receive a tremendous amount of training and you're going to be paid while you're, attending that training, and you're going to come out with tons of certifications and licenses uh, that no you kidding. would have to pay for had you do, if you were doing those at a technical school.
1: So um, actually, you're, you're learning how to be a, a paramedic at the same time?
0: Well, our initial medical training is advanced EMT, advanced emergency medical technician. Mm-hmm. And then after a year or so on the job, after you finish your recruit school and get a little experience, then we will send you on to the advanced paramedic level training. And that's we do, amazing. We do that in-house in Cherokee County, also.
1: I hope there's a bunch of high schoolers listening to this because this is a really
0: uh, huge opportunity for for a, for a young man or woman that wants a really solid career with great benefits and a great organization and a great community. There's nothing out there that's any better. Nothing. Um, it, you know, this is for that person that their career path is not going to take them to college. However, we have college incentives available after you've been on the job a little while you can attend college and get assistance with that college and then once you earn those degrees we'll actually give you an extra little piece of money at christmas time as a result of having that degree wow
1: where were you when i was graduating <laughs> yeah, from high school was I? <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's a really good opportunity i hope people hear this and make it happen We are banking on the 100th anniversary of Fire Prevention Week. Is that right?
0: Yes, we are. Tell me about it. Well, through the National Fire Protection Association, and October is Fire Prevention Month, and we're super excited about it. we got a lot of stuff going on for for Fire Prevention Month. Um, For example, we're going to have a tailgate with a firefighter event uh, at the mill, and that's going to be on October 8th from 11 to 5.
1: Oh, we're gonna get this on we're gonna we're gonna keep it on our um on the website
0: so everybody can see that too. So that'll be good. It'll be a lot of fun. You can come out you, It's tell, tailgate well who who's playing the game is there a game? There'll be all kind of games and you can play games, you can sit and have a hot dog on the tailboard of a fire truck and talk to firefighters and Oh, cool. Kids can get in and out of the truck, and we'll give them a little helmet. And All those um, high
1: schoolers that are thinking about being firefighters should come out and hang out with them. I'd well, love, get, to, love yeah. to have them come out. That would be good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. what else is happening on fire? So we have fire prevention month is October, right. and then fire prevention week is uh, starting on Saturday, October 8th?
0: I believe you're right, yes. Okay. Right. But the, the, the really, the whole fire prevention idea, it's, it's year-round. Yeah. But we just want to really draw uh, focus during the month of October. Of course. um, You know, some of the things that we want our community to do is to have an exit drill. In the event that you wake up in the middle of the night and you hear your smoke alarm, you need to have two ways out of every room in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to practice those drills you need to practice them at night you need to practice them during the daytime, and practice them unannounced if you're the head of the household don't tell the rest of the family trigger what? a drill like, and, and treat it like it's real um, mm-hmm. and get everybody out of the house and get them out as soon as you can uh, with the synthetic furnishings that we have in our homes today the fires are burning so much hotter and the smoke that's being produced is extremely toxic from the fires that we had thirty or forty years ago, when everything was built out of wood or animal hide,
1: meaning uh, that the the smoke alone could kill you, I at, suppose. With
0: all of that, it absolutely can.
1: Um, how much yeah. time do I have to get out of a house if I, if my house is on fire? I'm sleeping. How long does it take normally? You know, how long, How much time do I have to get out of the house?
0: It's a really difficult question to answer because where's the fire? How much smoke is the fire? generating, are there open doors? It's extremely important to sleep with your bedroom doors closed. Close before you doze. Close that, before you doze. Close before you doze. Close if, your doors. And why is that? If there's a fire in the kitchen mm-hmm. and you're in your bedroom and you have the door open, that smoke's going to filter throughout the home to include going into your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Well, if your door's closed, it's going to provide a barrier. That smoke alarm, you'll wake up. And if one of the exits that we talked about is getting out of your mm-hmm. room is blocked, then you'll take your alternate exit to get out of your uh, out of your home.
1: It just occurred to me when you said you <coughs> should have you should have two ways out of your home, meaning each individual, because one of mine might be my bedroom window. Yes, ma'am. And my child would have another their escape would be out their
0: window. Every person that's in your household should understand two ways out of every room in your home. Uh, two ways out of every room. That's Correct. a lot.
1: Yeah, you're right. This practice makes perfect, That's though. we exactly got to practice right.
0: it. Yeah, And then once you're out, don't go back in. Mm-hmm. Do not go back in. If there's an animal or whatever it may be, just allow the fire department to get there and do their work. So activate the 911 system as soon as you possibly can. Hopefully you'll have a, not hopefully, you need to have a meeting place. Mm -hmm. And a trusted neighbor is a great place to meet if you're, like, in a subdivision um, so that everybody in the family can be accounted for. Mm -hmm. Um, We used to tell you to meet out by the mailbox. Yeah, there's no
1: mailboxes anymore. (laughs)
0: Even if there were, that really wasn't a great idea because what's coming to the mailbox?
1: Oh, the fire trucks.
0: Lots of fire trucks. Yes. And are firefighters necessarily focused on yes. children or whatever it may be, it's in the middle of the night, That could be a, a, a tragedy happening. Right. So now we say pick a place. Uh, it's the big oak tree. It's a neighbor's house. It's the swing set. It's whatever. Uh,
1: far enough away from the burning fire, but not too far away that you're not going
0: to get there. Right, so that we can account for you. Right. And, and that your mother and father, if you're a child or siblings or whatever, can can account for each other, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So when we, you come up to fi- when you come upon fires that are that are in progress, do you see this quite often that the family has uh, adhered to that
0: advice? Our community risk reduction folks through prevention and education, they teach programs throughout the Cherokee County school system. We have a partnership, and it has really caught on over the years. Good uh, for. These exit drills, we used to call them Edith exit drills from the home, and um, to have a a meeting place to activate the nine one one center. Stay outside. The fire department's coming. We're coming quick. We'll do everything within our power to rescue any animals or anything that that uh, that may be in the, in the home. And um, yeah, fortunately, it's
1: how many how many fires happen? Or I shouldn't say how many, but. I would bet it's pretty common that some of the fires get out of hand because they don't have a working fire alarm in their house.
0: Right. Um, the term fire alarm is no longer used.
1: Oh, look at um, me. I'm, I'm right. behind the time. What it's is it? Now? Smoke alarm. Smoke alarm. We
0: want you to be alerted long before a fire ever starts in, in a lot of situations. It's just a smoldering. It's the oven. It's mm-hmm. food left on the stove. That's, it's triggering smoke, mm-hmm. so smoke alarms. We want to be alerted to the smoke. The smoke is what kills people in fires, uh-huh. more often, almost always. Sometimes it's a lack of oxygen, and, and sometimes it's unfortunately the fire itself, but that's very rare. It's usually that toxic smoke. So we want to get you alerted to that toxic smoke. You should have smoke detectors throughout your home. You should check those smoke detectors monthly if they're – Battery-powered, uh, I said smoke detector, you got me back now. <gasps> uh-uh. Smoke alarms, then you should replace those batteries annually. Yes. Um, and then uh, they now make smoke alarms that uh, they have a 10-year battery. and A 10-year battery? The batteries last for 10 years. Yes. Wow. Ma'am. Yeah, and they're very dependable, too. Uh, but you still need to check them monthly mm-hmm. they actually make a product that you can spray in it it simulates smoke and it will actually activate really it, where yeah. do you get that it, home stores um pretty much that, anywhere like a home depot blows yeah. uh, uh, ace hardwares i
1: was thinking the ace hardware. what's the name of that ace hardware that just moved morgan's morgan's down in woodstock yeah. yeah right don't okay. just
0: smash the button we want to ensure that that uh detector is actually going to trigger as a result of smoke
1: Okay, as a result of this That's a really good point because I I would have just been pushing the button.
0: Right. Well, you know the battery's good by pushing the button, but do you really know if the activation mechanism within that alarm's going to work or not?
1: That's really interesting. I never, ever thought about that. One thing I, I did find out last year during Fire Safety Week was about the fire extinguisher. The fire extinguisher isn't good all the time either. I mean, it it has an expiration date.
0: Yeah, and if if you are in a commercial occupancy, you need to have your fire extinguishers uh, inspected and serviced annually. Mm -hmm. Uh, In your home, you need to have, if it's an ABC dry chemical type fire Mm -hmm. extinguisher, it needs to lead to turn it upside down and wrap it a couple of times on the bottom. That powder has a tendency just to kind of sometimes pack uh-huh. As it sits over the course of a year or so, so just turn it up and give it a good shake and that kind of thing. Check the gauge, make sure it's still pressurized. And yeah,
1: um, I get a fire. I get a fire height or what do you call it? a fire extinguisher in my house, and I think it's good forever. I also found out one thing, another thing about those: you shouldn't do a test with them. If you if you have a fire in your house, don't try it over here to see if it's going to work because sometimes it's that's the end of that little fire extinguisher
0: right there there's a limited amount of suppression uh capabilities in a fire extinguisher that you find in a home yeah so utilize (laughs) it to put that material don't spray it over on the the side
1: don't spray it over on the side because you won't have any left to hit the fire so possibly yes yeah All right. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about um, the fire safety week coming up?
0: It's the Community Risk Reduction Division of Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services. We are the Safe Kids lead agency. Safe Kids and our community risk reduction people work close together. Mm -hmm. Like our Safe Kids uh, coordinator, director for Cherokee County Mm -hmm. is a Cherokee County Fire Department employee. Mm -hmm. But she leads our Safe Kids program. And she does a great job, too. Yes.
1: Lisa Grisham, she is an amazing woman with a lot of knowledge. Yeah, let me
0: give you a quick example of Let's hear it. the benefits of, say, kids. We did car seat inspections. You'd be surprised how many car seats are not properly installed. A few years ago, unfortunately, we did a car seat inspection for two children. The next day, they were involved in a motor vehicle accident where the car was down an embankment, and it was in a kudzu patch. It was upside down, and it was undetected for a day. (gasps) Uh, The driver of that automobile perished in that accident. Those two kids were literally upside down in their car seats, but they are fine today. Because the seats were properly properly installed.
1: And you had your team just help them install them properly.
0: The day before.
1: (gasps) That's amazing. I've
0: been to... I can't begin to tell you the number of very serious motor vehicle accidents that I've been to throughout my career where children that were properly restrained in car seats were uninjured. I mean accidents that you would go there's no way anybody could ever survive that accident, and yeah. children be literally not even need to go to the hospital that's we always take them for observation anyway, obviously, but that's amazing, amazing.
1: wow, they should have. Those seats for all of us. Right. Safe, Safe <laughs>
0: Kids does that. Yeah. Uh, we do them weekly at the, up on the Bluffs uh, at what the else County does, Administration Building.
1: What else does um, – I'm sorry,
0: you said that. Let's say that again. At you, the County Administration Building up on Bluffs Parkway. Mm-hmm,
1: in Canton, that's where you have this inspection. We
0: do – that's one location. They're, we do these car seat inspections throughout the, the community at different times. Uh, you can jump on the fire department website and, and – and, Either call into uh, Community Risk Reduction Safe Kids, or a lot of times they're listed on the website where we'll be hosting the next one.
1: Great. Everybody should go. Even if you think you're installing it properly, you might not be. So You'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Okay.
0: I think you were going to ask some of the other things that prevention does. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we work with senior services Uh We sometimes go out with the Meals on Wheels programs and check smoke alarms in elderly homes and provide smoke alarms people don't have them. Uh, We have a a life jacket lawner program at the different uh, parks and what have you throughout the county. Um, We had a guy at Rote Mill Park last year. We have a working with one of the private industry, Tow Boat, and Recreation and Parks Authorities with the city of Woodstock, and the county, where we have loner life jackets.
1: Loner life jackets. So they're just kind of hanging there. If,
0: hanging there, ready to go. If
1: I'm going to go in a kayak, I can grab one and use it and put it back.
0: Absolutely. Wow, that's cool. Guy launched his kayak last year, had forgot his life jacket, grabbed one off the, the pole, got downstream, had a problem, flipped his kayak. He was really struggling. Unfortunately, he was fine as a result of, he borrowed a life jacket. Oh, so it, there's that is so much of this is proven that it's worked.
1: Oh um, my gosh! Well, thank you for putting those out there for us. I mean, that's an important that's an important life saving piece of equipment right. that can, not everybody has access to. So that's good.
0: I firmly believe that if we can prevent an emergency from happening in the first place, or educate people on the appropriate actions to take if an emergency does happen. We can bring so much more benefit to our community from a response perspective. Yeah. I would much rather help provide you with knowledge and resources to never have a heart attack than I would to provide an ambulance at your residence when you're in cardiac arrest.
1: I would like that, too. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, actually, believe it or not, I had some people uh, ask... er, Believe it or not, I had some people contact me to ask you some questions. And um, is that okay if I shoot those off right now? Bring them all. All right. So we had a a question from Susan. Is there a number I can call to have a fireman come out and inspect my house to see if there is a fire hazard that I might be missing?
0: Again, if you go to the fire department website, Mm CherokeeFire.org, There's a link for our fire marshal's office, community risk reduction, and if you'll send that request, someone will contact you back, and they'll discuss and make a determination, do we need to come out and, and assist you, uh, and, and we'll provide that resource if that's the resource that you need. Absolutely.
1: Very nice, very nice. If some, here, Here's one from Michael. If someone has special circumstances, let's say they're deaf or blind or can't walk and maybe living alone. Is there a number these folks can call to get a personal assistant in helping them put together an escape plan and practice it?
0: Absolutely. The guys at prevention would love to do that, and, and they have resources for that. You talk about the deaf community. We actually have smoke alarms that will activate a very bright, very intense light. Uh, we have bed shakers available that will actually Shake the bed. So if something's in that are something hearing impaired.
1: Something is, you know, bulb, um, there's something in the kitchen that's starting to smolder, and I'm in bed. It could shake my bed to tell me that there's to a alert problem.
0: you that there's a problem and this bright light as well.
1: So that's really interesting. I didn't know these yeah. are really high tech things. Right,
0: that's a benefit for for the death community.
1: Michael had a second co- question here. He said he's very afraid of a burning house, and he is blind. How will he know how to get out of the house if he doesn't see the flames? That
0: early notification is critical. Mm-hmm. Having that two ways out of every room, it's critical. And if you feel that there's more heat, you might need to seek your, your second way out. Mm-hmm. Get lower on the floor. A lot of different things that through our community risk reduction folks over in education Side of the house that could assist him. So please get on that website, give those guys a call, make an appointment. They'd love to come and talk to you and and help you. And not only that, they'll make notifications to our nine one one dispatch center. Those guys are phenomenal too. Anytime I get an opportunity to to tell you what about their amazing work, I always want to do that. um They will actually put a special note in our computer automated dispatch so that the fire department will be notified that we're responding to a resident that has a person with a special need. And uh, we will also put it right on our bulletin boards at the fire station, you know, one, two, three, anywhere street. There's a elderly gentleman with dementia. He's in the upstairs bedroom on, we have the, different sides of the house, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, different divisions. (laughs) But we'll describe exactly where that person sleeps at night. Um, So So that's
1: interesting, too. Everybody that has some kind of disability should be alerting you to that
0: then. Right. We want to have all that information as much as we can in advance so the guys coming off the apparatus in the middle of the night, they know exactly where to go so that they don't have to. And that's where they'll start their search efforts. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they're always going to find the person there but that's absolutely where they can go and look first.
1: You said it before, it's prevention, it's learning, it's being knowledgeable about how to get out of your house if it's if there's a fire, how to prevent a fire from happening to begin with. And it really is a person's responsibility to take care of themselves in this situation. So we're just very thankful that y'all have the best fire and emergency services here to help us if things get out of control. So. Thank you very much. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today?
0: Well, you know, I, I, I can't leave without really just highlighting the men and women of all the public safety agencies in Cherokee County. Obviously, I'm more proud of the fire department than any of the others, <laughs> but they're so their dedication, their dedication, they are physically fit, they are mentally fit, they're well-trained, they're capable, and beyond all of that, they want to be, to have an effective response to people's emergencies. Um, and I'm, I'm super proud of the work that these guys do every day in these fire stations. And, you know, you can take me out of headquarters, you call 911, those doors are going to go up and those fire trucks are going to come. We've got to have those men and women at the fire station and, uh, and those other support personnel to, to get those resources out there. So just can't thank them enough. love Cherokee County Fire. I love the members of Cherokee County Fire Department. Love this community. So if we can ever be of any assistance, please call us. That's what we're about.
1: On that same note, I just wanted to mention that um, the new restaurant right here at the Mill in Etowah, it's called Community Burger. And if you and your family go out, anybody goes out there and makes an order, they get a little token and um, they have a chance, the family has a chance to put the token in one of three buckets to help support um one is goshen valley one is uh, i think a, a child's uh charity of some kind and the and the third one there is uh cherokee county fire and emergency services and all the public safety it goes to serve all the public safety so take some time out of your day have a good burger and help out the community so um we're gonna take a little break but then we're gonna come back and i got a little fun for you is that okay
0: I'm always about having a little bit of fun. Yeah,
1: we're going to have some quickie questions. All right. All right? Here we go. Okay. Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services wants you to know these tips during Fire Safety Month. Because fire won't wait. Plan
0: your escape. These tips include know two ways out of every room, plan and practice with your family where to go in case of a fire, designate a family meeting place outside the home, make sure you have working smoke alarms, Smoke alarms are proven to give you extra minutes to escape. Call 911 once you're safely out of the home. Practice your fire drill at least twice a year with everyone in your home. These tips can save lives. Work to make sure
1: your family knows what to do in case of a fire. Fire won't wait, so plan your escape. This message brought to you by Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services. And I'm back with Chief Robinson. And we're going to do some quickie questions. Are you ready for this? I am ready. All right. <laughs> Snuggle up to the microphone. You got buddy. it. What is a nickname that your parents used to call you? Knucklehead. How long does it take you to get ready in your fire outfit?
0: Oh, mercy. We have a national standard of two minutes, and I can still meet that national standard of two minutes. Yeah. Uh, as far as the firefighter protective clothing goes. But we've got many, many members of our organization that can be Fire ready in 45 seconds, 50 seconds. Wow,
1: that's a lot of equipment to put on in that short amount of time. They
0: they practice it daily.
1: All right, let's talk about between you and your wife, who's quicker getting ready in the morning? Me. Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite childhood television show?
0: Emergency. Oh,
1: Emergency. I I love that one, too. Was it really? That is so cool.
0: Chet and Roy, can't go wrong. (laughs) Squad 51, KMG 365. Shall I continue?
1: Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> don't, didn't they always have, we started an IV with saline or whatever.
0: D5W Rangers. There you go. Yeah. Did Rampart. You,
1: wait, that's a lot of memories coming back. <laughs> um, when you were in school, did you ever get called to the principal's office?
0: Frequently. Through elementary school, I spent my fair share of time in the principal's <laughs> office. Yes, ma'am.
1: <laughs> Bless your parents. Oh, my goodness. What was the first car that you owned?
0: A Dodge Dart Swinger. What color? Blue.
1: How long did you have it?
0: Until I totaled it. <gasps> Probably two years. Oh
1: my gosh. Principal's office and you totaled your car. Were you injured?
0: I was not injured, but it was the girl's fault.
1: It was the girl's fault?
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: That sounds like a whole nother podcast.
0: I think we should leave it right there.
1: There it is. <laughs> do you snore?
0: My wife says I do.
1: There you go. Uh, What is your worst household chore? What do you hate doing at the house?
0: Cleaning out the kitty litter box.
1: How many kitties do you have?
0: Only one. Name? This is Pierce, like a Pierce fire truck. Yeah. Oh, okay. My dog's name is Hallie, like a Halligan tool that we use for forcing doors and that kind of stuff.
1: You are a fire inside and out. You are. Um, When was the last time you practiced your fire home escape plan?
0: It it's been since Christmas, and you just reminded me that honestly we need to do it again. It's just my wife and I now, but it's as very this is important for us as it is for anybody.
1: Do you have rope ladders? No, ma'am. Do you, are you do you live on a single level?
0: We I, we have a house that is very much survivable out of to jump from any window with with minimal damage. So we do have some. It does have a second story, but it's literally. Um, Not very much of it. The basement's pretty much in-ground. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Where can we get rope ladders? At Morgan's Ace Hardware?
0: You can in the different home stores. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will tell you, if you get a rope ladder, you need to deploy it and practice it. They're not very easy to use, so Mm -hmm. you do need to to have some practice with that.
1: Oh, my God. My neighbors are going to have a a field day with that. Get your cameras (laughs) ready, kids. Yeah. And finally, the last question is, what's your favorite restaurant in Cherokee County?
0: My favorite restaurant in Cherokee County. Gosh, that's a very difficult question. I love to eat out. Yeah. Um, Longhorn. Longhorn. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. And it would be a lot of very close seconds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very good. Well, Chief, thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Um, I think I learned a lot. I think our listeners learned a lot and I bet we're gonna see a lot of butts crawling out of windows in the next few days just for practicing their escape
0: plans. Please practice and if you do get a rope ladder, deploy it from the window, but start practicing from the ground. Oh try to come out the window first.
1: Okay. That's Uh, a So try going up the
0: ladder before you try coming down the ladder.
1: Oh, my goodness. uh, All right. Now you got me scared. Just just, just a suggestion. All right. Well, thank you very much for every suggestion you had today. And, yes, thank you to your team and every uh, public safety team in the community. We are very fortunate to be in a good community.
0: And thank you for having me. And, again, anybody that is interested in a great opportunity, a great career, please jump online and uh, come on out and see what it's like to – test your interest in becoming a firefighter.
1: There you go. Thank you so much. Have a great evening.
0: Thank you. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia
1: content producer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. For additional information about this and all of our podcasts, visit enjoycherokee.com. If you enjoyed this show,
0: click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts.